Hi, I'm Danny. And I'm Gabe. And this is Murder, a podcast about women in crime, where I do the research and tell the story. And I listen, ask additional questions, and handle the editing. Yes. Disclaimer, this is not hard-hitting journalism. It's just two friends drinking tea and talking about women. Enjoy. Killed at seven men, seven strangers. Does that not make you a serial killer? I didn't kill them every day, did I? Did I go out there every day and say, hmm, I'm going to kill? If I did, there would be hundreds. It took you 12 months. Then he rings on Rex again, and that's when I looked at him and I started laughing. If I had shot my own children, would I not have done a good job of it? This is, you know, first of all, women generally don't commit crimes this heinous. Right. Uh, you know, this is usually the domain of men. That's unfortunate. Hi, Gabe. Hey, Danny. How are you doing? I'm doing as well as ever. I had a long weekend last week, and I slept for like 10 hours and woke up feeling actually refreshed. And I was like, wow, this is what sleep feels like. Yeah. What time did I wake up this morning? It was like almost nine. Yeah. Which is the latest I've ever, I mean, I was up until like 4 a.m. the night before, but like, why? It's the latest I've ever slept in years. I didn't know you could be up until 4 a.m. anymore. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even know how it happened. I just looked at the clock and I was like, whoa, it's almost four. How did it happen? Uh, well, we went to Monster Palooza. What is Monster Palooza? <laughs> um, so it's like Comic-Con for horror movie fans. Oh, that's cool. It was really fun. There's like Robert England was there. There's He's a horror movie actor director he's awesome he was there there's a bunch of like horror movie actors there's all these props and it was really fun um and we got home late and then we decided to watch a movie and then it was like four so wow just you and kobe Mm -hmm. nice we should have posted something on on instagram and see if any fans were there oh that would have been fun yeah but also yeah, weird, right? so many people. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, but very this, cool. This has only happened to a very, very small extent, but like obviously we've been less eager to share the podcast among the people we know. Yeah. Because I I had one interaction with someone, you know, like a sibling of a friend of ours and she commented on something I said during an episode. Oh no. And- it wasn't like anything bad. She just like now knew something about me I hadn't shared with her directly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, this is so weird. It's so weird. So I I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get to the point where we have like people recognizing us, hopefully. Mm-mm. Yeah. But even like if you were to, if you were to, to have posted something, hey, come hang out with me at, at would you call it MonsterCon? Monsterpalooza. <laughs> yeah. Monsterpalooza. <laughs> and you had people approaching you. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a little weird? It would have been weird. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I wonder if there's a, uh, I don't even know how to put it, like, uh, what's the word, like, between true crime people and horror movie fans, like, if there's oh, like, a horror- like an overlap? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's gotta be. There has, yeah, there has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Because you like horror movies and true crime, and so do I, and that's- Yeah. Two data points, done. <laughs> Conclusion reached. That's 100% right there yeah, in this true. room. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was very fun, but yeah, I got a lot of sleep, too. It was great. So damn, yeah. I'm trying. I'm still riding the high from last week when it happened to me. Yeah, it's weird. It's really weird. I woke up and I felt refreshed. Yeah, I don't like it. 
Oh, I loved it. I was like, whoa. (laughs) And then my phone vibrated. And I I think it was you who texted me. Yeah. And I looked at my phone. I was like, whoa, it's almost nine. Yeah. (laughs) It was wild. It was so weird. But here we are. Yep. And we're back to recording on a semi-regular schedule. We are. So very exciting. Cool. Who do you have for us this week? Well, her name is Barbara. Streisand? No. Oh. You ready? Already kind of starting on, on a low now. We're not on a low because she's way cooler. Oh, okay. Actually, no, that's not true. I can't say that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just hyping it up. Okay, we got this. Okay, okay. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So we're starting off in Durham, North Carolina on February 1st, 1988. Setting the tone, okay? Okay. It's 6 a.m. and police get a call about an accidental shooting. Is it really an accident? (laughs) (laughs) We don't know who was shot yet, so maybe. Okay. So the, well, now we do. The victim (laughs) was 40-year-old gym coach Russell Stager, and uh, he was laying in a pool of blood on the bed, and the bullet had gone through his head. He was immediately taken to the hospital, and his wife Barbara explains that there had been some burglaries in the neighborhood and Russell was concerned so he put the gun close by underneath his pillow. Don't tell me she's she's trying to claim that the gun fired from beneath his pillow up into his head. No. Okay. She had heard something in the house and uh, it was possibly her son's alarm and she didn't want Russell to wake up and hear and think it was an intruder, intruder and accidentally shoot the son. So... She grabs the gun from under the pillow so, like, he wouldn't grab it and go and shoot her son. And it somehow discharged and shot him in the head. There's no somehow. It has a trigger, and if you pull it, it shoots. Now, does it sound like a likely story? No, not at all. Right? I mean, like, this is what you come up with? Think of Kobe laying next to you in bed. You, You go to grab something underneath, out from under his pillow. You would slide it out and then bring it to yourself. At one point in that motion, would you really even be pointing the gun at his head? And also, like, why wouldn't you just shake him awake and be like, hey, our right. son is up. Yeah. I it's mean, 6 a.m. It's not a burglary. Like, yeah, no, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. And, you know, I, I suspect the format of the show already has. She totally shot him in the head <laughs> <laughs> on purpose. <laughs> And according to Forensic Files, now please note, this was in Forensic Files, but I didn't see it in any of the other sources that I read or watched. I also watched Oxygen's Black Widow episode on this and read all about it. But Forensic Files says that when police arrived at the house, Barbara's father was trying to throw the sheets into the laundry. Why? (laughs) I mean, I know why, but why? Yeah, it's weird. So anyways, when police are taking her statement, she gets the news that Russell had passed away at the hospital. So he was alive when they came and got him. He died at the hospital. Surely alive is relative, right? Like, I don't... Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, people have survived gunshot wounds to the head. Yeah. I'm not... It's not like a guaranteed... Yeah. ...kill, but... Do you ever, I don't know. So Russell grew up in Durham and he 
was there his entire life, and he married his first wife in 1974, and they ended up getting a divorce. It was completely mutual. They just were better off as friends, you know? And they actually even stayed friends after the divorce. Weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, personally, I haven't stayed friends with any exes. Um, I don't really know anybody who has, but... I'm on good terms with all of my exes, but to say we're friends is, that would be inaccurate. Like we, maybe yeah. like every once in a while, they'll message me to check in, but. Well, that's impressive. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty good terms. Yeah. But he, um, yeah, he and his wife stayed friends and he was an active member of his church. He was a good Christian man. And he was a coach, as I said earlier, for a school. He was like a teacher slash coach, you know? Like for high school level stuff? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, people loved him. You know, those coaches that are always there in that school, the ones that are just like real involved, knows about a little bit about all the students, that kind of thing. Yeah. It may have happened. I think it happened while you were still in in school, mm-hmm. but we had a very much beloved coach who died of, of cancer. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was like a memorial for him. Yeah. Made I by the students. about that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so, <laughs> Gabe just <laughs> threw me for a loop. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> Anyways, in 1979, he met a charming single mom named Barbara Ford. And they actually met when Barbara came to look at his house that was on the market after the divorce. And they bonded over how they both grew up in Durham and they really connected and they were both church going people and they both, uh, Barbara had lost her previous husband recently and he was going through a divorce. So they, they connected. Yeah. I'm trying to imagine connecting with someone over being from the same town. I'd be like, no, we know too many of the same people. That's weird. <laughs> I feel like Durham's probably bigger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. They both grew up. Where was I? So Barbara was a widow, as I said, after her first husband had died, but she had two kids that she was raising on her own. She taught Sunday school at the church and she was trying to get her life together after losing her husband last year. And in a matter of months, her and Russell ended up getting married. Hold on. I think I missed something. Yeah. She lost her first husband. How? We'll get there. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. We'll get there. Foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so they got married and Russ took on caring for the boys, her kids. There's two boys. And overall, they seem like a really great... What's that word for like a family? Family? Like a... No, there's a word. It came out in the 50s where it's like nuclear. Oh, it's a nuclear family. Yeah. Yeah. So they (laughs) seem like a really great nuclear church-going family, and they actually were married for nine years before Russell's death. That's a long time. Is it, though? Yeah. How long have you and Kobe been together? Gosh, this is like an exam. I <laughs> I think eight years now. See? Does it feel like a long time? No. <laughs> but you hear it, and it sounds like yeah. a long time. Getting real serious here. So... Yeah. Now, back at the crime scene, Russell had been accidentally shot in the head. 
And apparently, one of the crime scene techs on site knew Russell. And Russell was a national guardsman. And he was, the crime scene tech was like, he knows you don't ever store a gun under your pillow. That is gun safety 101. That's just stupid. And his Russell's ex-wife, who he's still friends with, hears about the murder and she's like, no way. And she goes to the police department and she tells them that Russell had previously talked to her and said, if anything happens to me, look into Barbara because her first husband was killed with a gun. See, okay. Russell has been divorced once before. So we know he knows how to get a divorce. If you're at the point where you're telling people, if I die. And there's a lot of, in everything I read, there's a lot of questioning, like, why didn't he get divorced? Because there's more that comes out later. Like, he thinks she was cheating on him. Yeah. And it's like, why? And they think it was because he really, really loved the kids. And he knew if he got divorced from her, he would never see them again. They were both her kids, right? Mm-hmm. They yeah. were hers, not his. Mm, I prefer life. I mean, I don't <laughs> know if you like... It's kind of hard to really think, yeah, she might kill me versus like, I don't know, just like ruminating on it kind of, you know? I like, don't know. If you're at the point where you're telling people, hey, if I die under mysterious circumstances, it's my wife. <laughs> I think you're at the point where you should get out. I think we should take this as a life lesson. Is it though? Yes. (laughs) I just, I don't know. It is weird, but I mean, he stayed with her. What I mean mean by lesson is like, I don't feel like I've learned anything from hearing that. If I went to bed every every night, not entirely sure what the person next to me was going to do, I would want to be out of that situation as fast as possible. Don't victim blame. Oh, I'm not saying it's his fault. He's not the one who shot himself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, well, I allegedly. Mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He was with her for nine years. So, like, he's probably able to dismiss it in a way. Like, yeah. he's like, I'm going to be like, just in case I'll mention this to other people. But I don't think it's going to happen. Maybe. I don't know. It's bad timing, too. So I, I just ended up finding a subreddit where people who I thought you were going to say I just ended a relationship no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to like where is this going <laughs> no. uh, I just uh, found a subreddit that's a, all about adulterers like people who commit affairs I think I've found that one it's a wild it is so wild so, so toxic. I've been binging it like the last day mm-hmm. so going into this situation I'm like none of the people in, in this affair subreddit ever once described feeling like their life was in danger from from whoever yeah. So I, I'm just personally having a hard time wrapping my head around being concerned enough about your spouse to tell people, but not so concerned as to just dip. He told one person. So maybe he was like... Danny, if you told me, <laughs> I'm, you know, yeah, you know, if anything happens to me, I think Kobe did. I'd be like, holy shit, we okay. got to get you out of there. Statistically, <laughs> if I anything happens to me... yeah. It will be because of Kobe. Yes. Statistically. True. But if you're at the point where you suspect it's coming and you tell me, I'm going to get you out of there. Yeah, I I'm know. not going to be like, oh, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. I can't like, okay, you're right. It's weird. But yeah. it happened. Okay. So. 
<laughs> um, where were we? Right. So this is, he found, uh, one day he had this weird feeling. Barbara was like, Hey, I'm heading out to run some errands or whatever. And he had a weird feeling. So he followed her and he found her making out with some random guy in a car. And so he found her cheating on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so red flags all over here. Some sketch stuff is happening. More comes up. But I think there's plenty right now to be like, mm, we should probably look into look into her a little bit more. And the police look into Barbara's past, and it's true. Back in 1967, Barbara met a guy named Larry. I love that name. <laughs> and after a year of dating, they discovered that 19-year-old Barbara was pregnant. So they got married, and then four years later, they had their second son. And in 1978, oh my gosh, so they met in 67, and this is 78. I don't know. That's like, what, a decade? Over a decade? Eleven. There you go. So in 1978, Larry accidentally shot himself. The first responders on the scene were super suspicious because the casing at the scene just didn't match the story Barbara was telling, like where it was found. I got got it. Okay. And police also found his body covered with a sheet when they walked in, which they also thought was kind of weird. Like, why would she cover the body with a sheet when she's freaking out? You know, I don't know. There's just like a few things at the scene that police were like, this is odd. Yeah. So according to Barbara, Larry was cleaning his gun and it went off and shot him in the chest. However, there just wasn't enough evidence to prove anything. And Barbara was never charged. Because like, who's to say she didn't kick the casing and just move it? Who's to say, you know? So, sorry, she was claiming Larry shot himself in the chest? While cleaning his gun. Was Larry like a service member or, or something? No way. Just a guy. Like, no, no formal training? Yeah, North Carolina, people have guns. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a tough one. I actually don't know if that's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> North <laughs> <No>. Carolina. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I guess, it's America. People have guns. Yes, there you go. I mean, yeah, not wrong. But if he was like a... If he had formal training, if he was a serviceman, mm. then very, 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 very unlikely. Yeah. If he's your average Joe. Yeah. Your average like, Larry, yeah. Like, that happened. Like, you can go Google right now. Like, guy accidentally kills himself cleaning gun. Right. That's not un- terribly uncommon. It is a little weird. Was it, is it weird it would go in your chest, though? Not necessarily. It depends. This was a, probably a handgun, right? Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, it's kind of odd. You wouldn't really ever be pointing... It at you. The barrel at... I mean, when, when it's fully... No, there's no good reason to to be cleaning it in such a way where you would be pointing the barrel at yourself. There just yeah. really isn't. You, you would disassemble it and clean it, the individual components. I have seen people in at ranges like clean their barrels while looking down their barrels. Yeah, but, that's what I was thinking. But then it'd be a headshot. Yeah, but even then, like often they like take out the bolts, mm-hmm. so there's like no way. Yeah, the gun would just fire, and there's no ammo in it. And yeah, if he has no training, it's believable enough that if there's no additional evidence, you have to just kind of be like, oh crap, well. I guess that's what happened. Yeah, which is what did happen. But, I mean, like, it is weird enough that it causes investigators with the current case, Russell's death, to just kind of 
question Barbara, like literally, like bring her in for questioning. Mm -hmm. And she agreed to do a video reenactment. So police were like, can you come back to the scene of the crime on the bed? We will have a police officer laying where Russell was. And then can you show us what happened? And she agreed. For those of you wanting to commit murder, don't agree to these things. <laughs> also, if you didn't commit murder and you're being accused, don't agree to these things. Yeah, there, there's really not a very, there's not a good outcome here. Mm-mm. Yeah, so she just like keeps like changing what happens when she realizes, oh wait, this doesn't match. She's like, wait, no, no, he was running this way and I was this way and then she's like, no, no. Like she's obviously trying to make it fit her story and it's just not working. After police go and they question Barbara's like f- friends, families, coworkers, her church, the co I don't know, what do you call church people? Like her church hub. Church group. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators learned that there was like two sides to Barbara. It seemed like Barbara had realized church was important to Russell and she started to go to church more. She really like made herself an integral part of that church to make herself be what Russell wanted. Does that make sense? Yeah, but they, yeah, it makes sense. They got, also they got married quickly. So it's possible they were still in that phase where they're trying to sort of be Mm -hmm. more like what the other person wants. Yeah. And the people in her life would noted that before Russell's death, They would see Barbara with fancy jewelry. She had a new car, designer clothing, which is weird because she was a Sunday school teacher and Russell was a teacher too and a coach. Like, those are pretty limited incomes no matter where you are. Yeah. I don't suppose any family died and left her money. I mean, Larry. Well, before that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because this was before his death, right? No, no, no. This is oh, after Larry's death, before Russell's. Got it. Okay. But when questioned, Barbara would say she had another source of income. She said she was writing a book called Untimely Death. And it was about her first husband's death. And she said she got a $25,000 endorsement deal for the book. Now, this made her church hub group suspicious and they called the publicating publication office company and they did you know not being able to find words is a sign of adhd by the way (laughs) no but i do now yeah so the publication company said that they did not have any deals with her and apparently barbara had gotten a rejection letter took the letterhead created an acceptance letter and used that and she got a loan from the bank like what i mean this was the what early 70s so she knows she has to pay that back though it's a loan right so after the church found out they told russ russell and instead of anything happening they like switched churches in russell but to be fair russell did seem to start This is when he started questioning who Barbara was. And the Friday before he was killed, so he was killed on a Monday. The Friday before he was killed, Barbara had cashed a check from Russell 
that took most of his money from his personal account. Why are these people so bad at this? Yeah, it's like, wouldn't that be her money anyways with the will? Yes, there's there's no reason to make big money moves if you're planning on killing her spouse. Mm -hmm. Or like at least wait a couple of years if yeah. there's any changes to a will or life insurance. Like it's in a joint account. Like what? Well, what this was it? his personal account. I mean, still, it's going to default to her, right? Probably. Like, what other heir is going to come forward and say, no, I want that money? Yeah, he doesn't even have kids. So, I mean, if she needed the money, like, immediately because of the loan. Beats prison time. Yeah, that's true. So, police looked into the check, and she had forged his signature on the check. It wasn't his. So then they look further, and she was taking out loans and using Russell as a co-signer, but faking his signature. Okay, I'm starting to see why. Yeah. Like, she must have been in some pretty big money pits. Yeah, it must have been huge. So, he also had a life insurance policy, and Barbara started asking the police when they're going to switch the death status from pending to accidental, and then a cassette is found at the school, and on the tape... Russell himself was questioning Barbara. He was saying how Barbara woke him up a couple times and tried to get him to take sleeping medication while he was already asleep. And he would refuse. He stuck him under his pillow. And he was like, just like weird stuff like that was happening. He was like with her previous husband. He was getting suspicious. He was like, I don't know what to do. So what's crazy is this tape from Russell was actually used in the trial and helped with the trial. So Russell himself helped solve his own murder in a way. <laughs> Isn't that wild? It, it is, but I... I know. Like, I don't... <laughs> stop. We already went there, Gabe. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so also during the trial, so that was released during the trial. And then also they went over how the gun had a four pound trigger pull, which makes accidentally pulling the trigger unlikely yeah, you mentioned that earlier mm -hmm. and the trajectory also didn't match so the bullet hit russell's head from a downward trajectory however barbara's story would have been from an upward trajectory does that make sense so if she was pulling it from under the pillow it would have been like this yeah. but it went like this instead yep well, well you can't see my hand gestures but well, it makes but sense <laughs> <laughs> yes. The point is, if he's laying on his back, the entry would have been at the bottom, of the, at the back of his skull. But it was from the top. So the angle came down, right? And did not match. Yeah. Like she was standing, like she was standing or kneeling over him. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert. And it should have been under. Right. Which is a pretty big... Yeah. So... You know, maybe it was just um, accidental ricochet. <laughs> or some other wild story. So the casing was found almost under the pillow. However, the shell casing should have been found in the middle of the bed or further away. And after all of these discussions on the trial, Barbara is sentenced. It's a two-week trial and she is, which is a really fast trial in my opinion, two weeks. I'm, would, it, would it take us even that long to sentence her? <laughs> I mean, we're doing it in like 30 minutes right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was crazy, but uh, she's charged with the murder of 
Russell and is sentenced to life in prison. Fair. Mm -hmm. All of it fair. Yeah. And she's still there. For how long? Life. She can appeal and whatever. And she's tried to once, but... Yeah, it's too... This wasn't even... This wasn't a crime of passion. Like, she planned and... Yeah, calculated. Yeah, over and over with pills, too. Yeah. And poor Russ just stayed for the kids something something i don't know danny and it's <laughs> just like <laughs> yeah so if you ever feel the need to like warn your friend about how you feel unsafe in your household yes please leave yes that is you should no partner should ever make you feel unsafe Mm-mm. and i mean like I, obviously can- there's like you know, if you're in an abusive relationship, it can be really hard, but yeah, just try to leave. It's sad. Maybe we should provide some like sources here for um like support groups or something. I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I know this is such a, uh, a gnarly note to end on that I have a her story. <laughs> what? <laughs> We're bringing it back <laughs> for this episode. But I'm not done reeling over I know. that story. It's just like, what more can we say? Like, it's know. messed up. Like, she shot two people. That's insane. Like, that's so not normal for women murderers in the first place. And also, like, she failed hardcore at giving him any kind of drugs, which is embarrassing. Like, right. like she, mix it in his beer. Like, come anything. on. Like, yeah. she She's just so not good at this. No, <laughs> she's not. But she got away with it once before. Yeah, which maybe gave her that like sense of confidence. But also the first time she was like, he shot himself while cleaning it. And the second time she was like, I accidentally shot him. Like she was admitting to shooting him from the get-go. I just, she... Mm. Yeah, maybe she thought that'd be more believable. Like, oh, if I own up to it was me, but it was an accident. It'll be more believable than saying, oh, he accidentally somehow shot himself. So stupid. Yeah. And, but you're right. I don't, like, I, I obviously have already shared thoughts, but I don't want it to come off as victim blaming. Mm-hmm. It is, it is never me saying it was deserved or anything like that. It's just frustration over people. Yeah. People thinking too good or well of others. Mm-hmm. Like, he had, he had his suspicions, but I'm sure in his mind he was like but no like she would never do that to me and yeah exactly you, you can like write off so many things in your yeah, mind right whereas crazy. my view of people is more like oh yeah like if you assume people are primar- primarily self-interested i think you tend to be more right often often than not yeah i agree with that but okay let's jump into a herstory because we need a palate cleanser and it's been a long time since we've <laughs> this done one's one. like not a great palate cleanser but oh no <laughs> <laughs> now that I think about it. What's it going to be? Like? But I came across her and I was just like so fascinated. I did like a deep dive and then I was like, wait, we should talk about this. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I don't know if you remember, but I'm really bad at pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> so her name is, uh, oof. Um, is that Turkish? <laughs> <laughs> no. She's from, uh, she's from what is now Ukraine. Her name is... Lyudmila Paklichenko. 
I am so sorry. How do you, can it's you spell it? L-Y-U-D-M-I-L-A. And then P-A-V-L-I-C-H-E-N-K-O. I know who this is. I, uh, Are you going to try, try to say the name? I don't know her. Uh, Lyudmila Pavlichenko. But I, um, I got really into snipers once upon a time. Mm, okay. And, uh, and... Giveaway. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, she was born in what is now Ukraine on July 12th, 1916. And mm. when she was 14, her and her family moved to Kiev. And is that how you say it? Kiev? Probably not, but, you know, that's how I say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was described as a tomboy. She was super competitive. She joined a shooting club and excelled at it, earning awards and certifications. And she ended up taking a job at a Kiev Arsenal factory. Wait, shouldn't... No, my bad. I was like, shouldn't she just be an episode of Murder? But no, it's it's in crime and she was not a criminal. Not technically, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she, while working at the Arsenal factory, she attended night school and then she ended up enrolling at the Kiev University in 1937 to study history while intending to become a teacher. But while, oh, and while in school, she was on the track team and the Red Army sniping school. So she was really into shooting. And during her fourth year... At the school, Nazi Germany invaded the Soviet Union, uh, Soviet Union and bombed her school. She was among one of the first people to volunteer at enlisting. And they were like, great, you can be a nurse. And she was like, mm, no. And she talked them into letting her become a sniper due to her experience. I would have loved to have heard that conversation, obviously translated to English. Yeah. Well, I did read that... Um, over there, they weren't quite so sexist. There's about, I think, 2,000 women snipers. So, oh, shit. Yeah. It wasn't like unheard of, but it was harder, obviously, due to her being a female. Did you say herder? Due to her being a female. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, th- I said it was herder due to her being a female. And I was like. Harder due oh, to okay. her being a female. <laughs> <laughs> so she ended up recording over 300 kills. She would tie colorful clothing to trees to distract her enemy. And then she also loved to hunt in the rain to muffle the sound of her gun. And her skills were well known in the area. And she began to be assigned the more difficult and dangerous missions. The German army even tried to negotiate with her to change sides. Wow. Uh-huh. And she did not. <laughs> they uh, apparently bribed her with chocolate, which I think was probably a huge, like, treat then. But still also, like... Also, something tells me German chocolate is vastly superior to Soviet Union chocolate. <laughs> but she did not take the bribe. <laughs> They 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 were like, what do women love? Chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> and later, the German army tried to scare her away by threatening to dismember her into as many parts as her victims. Wait, but, what does that even mean? She's a sniper, not a butcher. What what parts were her victims in? Oh no no like oh you've killed three hundred of us. We're gonna cut you into three hundred pieces. Oh, I mean, once you 
I don't know, like once you kill her, does it matter how many pieces you cut her into? That's like- a, If they cut her up alive. I mean, I, yeah, but the, you'll eventually- They're I, doing I, their best. They already tried chocolate. Yeah. Now they're trying death. <laughs> like you're not going to get to 300 pieces before she dies. Yeah. And well, she was not scared. Neither yeah. is Gabe. Apparently she was just proud that they were aware of her skill. I mean, hell yeah. Can you imagine like if they're sending letters letters to her with these threats? Oh, no, no. They spoke to her with um loud- what are they called? The oh, like like megaphones, loud, like loudspeakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were just like blasting this into the yeah. mountains, hoping she heard them. Well, they knew where she was. Sometimes that's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so while in the army, she met her husband. They got married, and then he died. And Under mysterious circumstances. Oh no no no! I know. Uh, okay, it was war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he died in war. <laughs> and after this, there's like she was pretty private about him. So there wasn't a lot that she would talk about regarding him. So anyway, she after his death, she began to use uh, more intense tactics to kill people. <laughs> so she would sh- find somebody, she would shoot them in the leg, wait for other soldiers to come help him, and then shoot them all. Yeah, that is a... Um... I, I can't speak to what is common or uncommon, but for my very limited understanding, that is a tactic that is done because it's very effective. Apparently. But some snipers deem it too unethical and they won't employ it. Mm-hmm. But you can't argue with the results. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. In June of 1942, she was wounded pretty badly. And taken out of the field, she became promoted to lieutenant and trained other snipers. By age 25, she had 309 confirmed kills. That's a lot of people. That's like a tiny village. (laughs) Yeah. She was even sent to America to drum up support from the Allies. She became the first Soviet citizen to be received by a U.S. president, and she became pretty close friends with Eleanor Roosevelt. That's so, so, do you know Game of Thrones? Yes. There's this, um, this sellsword, Bronn of the Blackwater. Uh-huh. He, throughout the, throughout the series, he starts off as a lowly sellsword and eventually, eventually becomes Tyrion's bodyguard. And then eventually ends up becoming like one of the wealthiest lords of the land. Oh, interesting. And he he has this conversation with Oberyn Martell, who's the Prince of Dorne. And Oberyn is asking him, like, how did you go from sellsword to now a bodyguard to one of the richest family, you know, families in Westeros? And he says, I killed the right people, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and like she comes she to mind. She didn't kill the right people. She killed enough people. Yeah. yeah. Where, where I'm like, wow, you just like you keep killing enough, and then suddenly you're meeting a foreign president. Yeah. And, and hanging out with the the first lady. Yeah. And she actually later comes out and talks about how bewildering the American press was because she would come and give these speeches about you know joining the army and like what it was like and all this really gnarly topics and the press would ask her questions about her makeup routine and what she was wear like stuff that is still talked about today that is so frustrating it's like and she got so disgruntled with those stupid questions that she this is a direct quote she was like Gentlemen, I am 25 years old and I have killed 309 fascist invaders by now. Don't you think that you have been hiding behind my back for too long? 
shit. To be like, why aren't you joining? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's like gnarly. It's like she's a, uh, just, I love it. And after the war, she finished her education and began a career as a historian as she previously was studying. Uh, she was one of 2,000 women snipers in the Red Army and one of 500 who survived. She is considered to be one of the most successful snipers in modern war- warfare, and the press called her Lady Death. As an awesome moniker. Yeah. And I'm glad we covered her because she's great. She is. You should look into her more because she just gets more and more interesting. Like I could go on, but yeah, very, very, and super modest. And she didn't want to kill at first. And it's just a very interesting story. Yeah. So so for comparison's sake, uh, Chris Kyle is considered the deadliest American sniper. Okay. And he... Two first names. Yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) He allegedly killed 255, but only 160 were confirmed. Ooh. And that's half of what Lady Death did. Yeah. And Chris Probably with the worst. What? Do you know what year he was? uh, Chris Kyle. Very recent. It was during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars. Okay. So he probably even had better guns, too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It is very different. Like a huge different kind of warfare than just like being on the field, isn't it? Yeah. But he, yeah. Chris Kyle got a movie. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Played by um, Bradley Cooper. Is that his what? name? What? Why has Lady Death not gone a movie? Has she? Because she? she's Soviet. Oh, still. But I think. Like, her yeah. story is amazing. Yeah. Chris Kyle by, well, let's not even get into him. That's a hot topic. What? Uh, he He's very controversial. Oh. As a figure. Why? Um, he There are claims that he shot at non-combatants no during war okay and there's a lot of like arguing that happens over that he was actually i will so i will say how he died though oh he, he's dead he died yeah oh, okay young because he he was working with veterans suffering from ptsd mm-hmm. and he took one to a shooting range and that veteran killed him what yeah it was wild what mm-hmm. what yeah I thought he would have died in war. No, no, he made it out. What? That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Well, wow. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's a lot to digest. I'm like, what? Anyways. Yeah. So she's really cool. I mean, she's not cool. It's like a terrible, like, it's not the greatest palate cleanser, but it is a really interesting (laughs) one. And also, like, shows how... Women are badass too. Yeah. I mean, I think she's pretty cool. She's I think, very cool, yeah. Because cool and, and this isn't to say she's not good, but cool and good, like in terms of like morally, mm-hmm. are two different continuums. Yes, absolutely. You, you can have someone who's, I mean, look at any number of like anti-heroes, because that's very popular now, mm-hmm. like shows about anti-heroes, Dexter, Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. and people will say they're cool, but I don't know if... People will say like, oh, yeah, I like that's a good person. I would like to have that as my neighbor, have them as my neighbor. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. But thank you for the stories. Of course. Hopefully next week we cover some other lady sniper or something. <laughs> no. There probably won't be another lady sniper now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. And follow us on Instagram. 
and go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter, which we never send out. No, don't subscribe to our newsletter. Subscribe to our podcast. Yes, that's a thing people do, right? Yes. Oh, I don't subscribe. I just... I learned the other day that Kobe's a Patreon to like something. I can't remember what. And I was like, I don't know. It's just like, (laughs) I don't even pay for Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) To learn that he was like a Patreon to something was just shocking to me. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of things that are subscriber based now, which is kind of weird. It's the worst. Yeah. I got kicked out of Netflix because they did that thing, you know, where oh, you can't like, share. Yeah. And it was my mom's account, but like she paid for Netflix and I paid for Hulu. And now I don't, I'm like, I don't want to pay more to be able to watch Netflix. No, it's uh, piracy is coming back because of it. Yeah. It's baloney. Which, you know, ahoy matey. That's just the way it's going to be until there's some kind of other disruption like Netflix first did when they came on, came on board. Yeah. Because people... People like want to pay for stuff. They just don't want to pay a ton of money for everything. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. All right. We really butchered this ending. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Bye. And- subscribe. Sign up. Uh, email us. We had someone contact. Oh, we had someone contact us recently. We should give her a shout out. I don't know if we should. I didn't ask her. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no one contacted us. Ignore that. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.